Retro Hangover, supported via Patreon by listeners like you. We would especially like to thank patrons Lyle McCarns, Ashton Ruby, Randall Quiggle, Tony G, Stuntstill Smash the Milkman, Katie Quigg, Paul Romalo, Raging Demon JC, Megan Caruso, Mast Keaton, Andrew Laguori, Ozzy Garcia, The Retro Vixen, Adam from The Good, The Bad, The Backlog, Thunderdome Gaming Society, Discimera, Jenny E, Rick Firestone, Parallax Puddles, Soha, Keith Gasper, Dave Jack. Jackson, Eric Guess, Kayla Jackson, Nomad from the Retro Wildlands Podcast, Ash Event, Alan Bingham, Storm Beagle, Ryan Player One, and Mike the Ref from Backbreaker Gaming. Your continued engagement and generous donations are deeply appreciated. Welcome to The Flight, a consumable curation of champions and catastrophes that is considerate of your chronometer. It's me, Chris Copleen, with another episode of The Flight from the Retro Hangover Podcast. And I am joined, as always, by my host, your host, it is Shane. Dick Dragon Koski! Hey, how's it going? It's going good. Great. Because we are talking about things we are good at in today's episode of The Flight. These games. And uh, I don't know. Before we get into this topic, Mm. I I want to be clear on this. Like, these aren't games I consider myself better than everybody at. Because, like, I've seen some games done quick and, you know, they they put me to shame. (laughs) So I, I just put games I feel like I am better than the majority of the population after hearing people incessantly bitch about how difficult they are. And I'm just like, I don't get this. Mm. How, where are you on this one, Shane? Yeah, I think that's a pretty fair assessment. Um, I, I would say maybe like half ish of my list is kind of that. And then the other half is kind of like just, I don't know. I, I don't think it's a matter of like people being like, oh man, this game is so hard. It's more of just like games that I know that I got pretty decent at because of just sinking a bunch of time into them. Not that they're necessarily like notably difficult. Yeah, same. I think I have one on my list that I don't think is very difficult or is considered to be very difficult, but I... I know I'm decent at. Yeah, like n- none of these sense. I have a I don't hold records like some people, like like Grand Rapidians Willie, for instance. Yeah. The, the the Grand Rapidians Play Video Games podcast has some world record holders. I'm not quite there. Yeah, no. On any of the games. No. Go check them out. But uh today's topic, by the way, the games that we're actually good at, was brought up and proposed by Dave Jackson from the Tales from the Backlog podcast. So he is a patron. Thank you, Dave. And if you want to suggest topics like Dave did, you can join our patron for as little as $1 per month. You can find our patron link over at our link tree, which is linktr.ee slash retro hangover. And it also includes a link to our Discord where you can do that. And you can suggest and vote on topics. So if you want your topic to be read here in the flight or be an episode of the flight, 
you can do so, but you have to head over to linktree slash retro hangover, linktr.ee slash retro hangover. So once again, thank you, Dave, and go check out Tales from the Backlog. They're a fantastic show. Dave's been a guest here, and he will be a guest in the near future, I'm feeling. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah. I mean, speaking of that, Dave joined us for our, our recent episode on Knights of the Old Republic, um, yes, which was a, a a chunky boy. That, that episode clocked in at just shy of like two and a half hours. So if you haven't checked out that one yet, I highly recommend it. I think it was a, it was a really great discussion about a pretty fantastic game. If I do say so myself. Agreed. Uh, but we're not talking about that today. We're, we're talking about these games that we think that we're pretty good at. So, uh, Chris, why don't you kick things off with your number five? Number five. All right, so my number five is is going to feel familiar by the end of this episode, I, I think, <laughs> uh, because my number five is the original Streets of Rage. Mm. I feel like I am pretty good at this game, mostly because a lot of people complain, as I already said, a lot of people complain about how hard this game is, and I can I can beat it without much trouble. There's one boss that gives me trouble, but I just have to remember the strategy for it, which is Mona and Lisa. Uh, is, that's they're commonly called. I think they have a different name, but that's the two Blaze clones. There's actually a strategy to it that doesn't make that boss fright and fight incredibly hard. If you know what you're doing, the thing is, is that not a lot of people know what that strategy is. So, uh, if you're able to learn that and accomplish that, it becomes uh, extremely manageable. But other than that, just the overall beat 'em up aspect of Streets of Rage, I really have no issues with it. I really have no issues when encountering enemies or or anything like that. I, I'm not quite at the level of a one credit clear but i i can make it to the end without much difficulty and this is one of those games whenever it's brought up i always hear people say man like i can only make it like stage five or six and then i get a game over i'm just like i i don't know i i i don't have those issues but it's probably just because uh there's going to be a trend in this in this episode as to why i may not have struggled in this game as much as uh, other people do so yeah streets of rage my number five Okay. Well, the the beginning of my list is one that I, I don't think I've actually talked too much about here on the show. I might have brought it up once or twice on occasion, but it is Guitar Hero. Uh, I think specifically, probably like Guitar Hero 3. I think that was the one I probably put disproportionately the most amount of time into. Uh, but I, I can't say that I'm still good or as good at guitar hero as I once was. But back in my, uh, in my younger days during, during the college times, uh, I, I was, I was actually pretty good at guitar hero. I could play most songs on expert successfully without, without failing out and, and actually doing pretty decently as far as scores are concerned. Um, I never could quite nail through the fire and the flames. Uh, I, I could play that one on practice mode. And I think the highest I ever got as far as note completion was like probably 78, somewhere between 78 and 80% notes complete on practice mode. And that's because you can't fail when you're in practice mode. So that I was, I wasn't that good. I wasn't like the savant on YouTube showing off. Uh, 100% completion of Through the Fire and the Flames on Expert or anything. But I would argue that I think I was better than 
probably a decent majority of people at the time at Guitar Hero. And it may or may not have had something to do or at least partially influenced by maybe some substances that you may or may not try when you're in college. I, I'm not going to say. Or, no. or, you know, maybe it was that my personal experience was enhanced by it and that I actually wasn't as good as I thought I was. Who knows? <laughs> um, Lyle might be able to speak to that because he was there. But uh, anyway... Yeah, so Guitar Hero is my number five. I, I was I was pretty I was pretty good at at the the button shredding back in the day. Getting shredded. And not not that. <laughs> I was never good at that. Oh. Number four. My number four is the original Castlevania mm. for the Nintendo Entertainment System. I don't know. I just don't think this game is hard. I, I don't think it's hard. I'm, I'm sorry. Um, I'm just realizing now this entire episode is just going to be a whole bunch of like humble brag. I know. Um, I think the hardest part about this game is is going into death without holy water. And Dracula can kind of be a pain in the ass. I, I do struggle with Dracula to this day. And there's no avoiding the the giant bat RNG that is the last level of this game, too. I just don't think, aside from that, this is a very hard game. I I think it's very basic. I think it's very simple. Uh, I think it's a lot of fun. And it's it's just a matter of being patient and knowing where the enemies are. This, this game, I guess I'm good at it. I can beat this game relatively easily. Uh, except, uh, well, not beat it, beat it, because Dracula, like I said, does give me some struggles. But up until Dracula, I, I don't have... I have no complaints about the difficulty of this game. I think it's finely tuned and very well balanced. And it's it's way up there in my rankings of NES games. I think it's incredibly fun. I don't get frustrated playing this game like at all. So I, I'm just assuming that I'm good at it because whenever I talk to anybody about the difficulty of this game, it's like, oh, so hard. I'm like, no, it's it's not. So I guess that's just me being so used to it. Uh, I'll say that. And I'm not better than you. I'm just more used to Castlevania. There it is. Okay. Well, my number four is one of the ones that I was saying at the beginning of the episode. It's not one known for any sort of difficulty, really. It was just that I played it so much that I think I was pretty good. And uh, that is GoldenEye 007 for the Nintendo 64. And when I say I was better than maybe most, at least in my, you know, sphere of, of my social sphere, I guess. Uh, that is, of course, referring specifically to the multiplayer deathmatch. And the thing that reinforces this for me, and I th I'm pretty sure Chris was here, was here for this. Um, I was. Was a, a tournament several years back now at our, our local uh, retro game store slash arcade video game rescue uh, where they had a GoldenEye a multiplayer tournament and I actually kind of kicked ass. Um, and that was after having not played it for a very long time. I just kind of like picked up the N64 controller and was like, yep, I remember all of this. Um, so that is what reinforces my belief that I'm, I'm pretty decent at GoldenEye. Uh, and I remember playing back in the day and, and doing pretty well against my friends as well. So 
Uh, so I guess that's one of my very minor claims to fame is that I am like more than okay at GoldenEye multiplayer. There you go. Put it on my tombstone. Number three. All right. My number three is another game that's probably going to frustrate some people because it falls in the very same kind of vein as Castlevania. And that's the original Mega Man. Mm. Um, this is a game I also don't think is terribly difficult. I can see where it's frustrating. There are some things about this game I don't necessarily like, and I think it's just the RNG, especially in the Iceman stage. But if you have the proper equipment, then you don't really have to worry about it. But uh, I I think this game is, is, I wouldn't say balanced difficulty, but it's it's a fine difficulty and I can make it my way through this game relatively easily, especially the, the rock monster boss or yeah, the rock, the rock monster uh, that was infamous for how do I beat this? And you have to keep pressing the select button in order to pause while you shoot the elect beam at his eye. Uh, I didn't know how to do that because the first time I ever made it to this boss in my life was on the Mega Man anniversary collection on the PS2 and if you press start, it brings up your menu as opposed to pausing. I didn't know that select was what paused the game. So you would get the menu and it wouldn't like do the the rapid hit on the on the eye where you shoot him at. So I had to learn the pattern. And guess what? The pattern isn't that hard to learn. So if you're telling me the pattern is too hard to learn on the rock monster or whatever it's called or uh, the yellow devil. Yeah, the yellow devil. I think that's what it is. Uh, get good, scrub. Because it's not bad. <laughs> it's not bad at all. There's nothing in the original Mega Man that is true prohibitively difficult uh, in order to get over, at least in my opinion. And again, this is just probably because I played it a lot. And I got good at it. So I'm going to sit here on my tower of crap and look down on you and say, ha, ha, ha. Uh, this game is not a hard game when probably it actually is. I've just played it too many times. So, yeah, there's my number three. Well. My number three is, uh, I guess in a similar vein as my number four in that it is also a first person shooter and that is doom. I suppose I could probably include doom two in this also, but mm -hmm. I'm going to say specifically doom. I have played doom so many fucking times that I am just good at it by virtue of repetition, which I guess is what most of these things are really. But I, uh, I think I do a run through of, and, and here's a, here's the thing, by the way, I, my not at all hot take, I'm sure, but I, I actually think doom is better than doom two. And I think it's more well-constructed than doom two is. And, uh, I will do a full that's a hot take. I, I that's why I am saying I don't think it is. Okay. <laughs> I don't think it is at all. Um, but I will do a full run through of doom probably once a year. Uh, it doesn't take very long. And I still enjoy it. I'll probably enjoy it forever. Uh, it's just a really fucking great game. And I've got the levels down so well at this point that I can play through the entirety of Doom on ultraviolence difficulty and probably not die once. And it's just, it, it is what it is. I don't know. Like, I'm, I'm at a point with that game where I can't play it on a lesser difficulty because I feel like it's boring. <laughs> If that makes any sense. Hmm. 
So, uh, so yeah, Doom, man. I'm, I guess I'm just, I'm good at Doom. I've been playing it for decades. So if, if I wasn't by now, then I, I guess, I don't know. There's nothing to be done for it. Yeah. I've, I've seen you play Doom on the stream sometimes. I'm like, I can't play it like that. Um, <laughs> that's never, no. Uh, you, you look like a professional while playing Doom. Well, thank you. It's nuts. I appreciate that. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. Number two. So my number two, and I, I don't know if you're going to have this on your list as well, Shane. Uh, it feels like it's uh, echoes of a previous episode here mm. of a flight. But my number two, and if if it's on your list, just let me know. I don't think I'll defer time. I think I'll have a conversation with you because I think we're going to say a lot of the same things. It's Turtles in Time. Oh, hey. For the Super Nintendo. That's my number two. Hey, so I guess we'll just kind of sit on it here and, <laughs> yeah. and talk about some Turtles in Time. Uh, what What time? How much time did we beat this game in on hard mode? Was it like 23 minutes? Yeah, it was it was somewhere around there. I'm I'm sure I probably still have the photo of it kicking around somewhere. But yeah, it was it was somewhere in the neighborhood of like 25 minutes, give or take. Yeah, I don't think either of us continued once either. Mm, no, I don't think so. Yeah, so we fucking rocket this game, <laughs> and I'm not ashamed to admit it. Obviously, yeah. uh, we are we are really good. And one time I got a higher score than Shane, and then Shane got a higher score than me. So. I think we're at comparable skill levels at the very least. You might be a little bit better, but you like Raph, and that might have something to do with it. Whereas I like Leo, so it's not as consistent. Yeah, I say I, I think I, I might be hamstringing myself a little bit with Raph just because of how squishy he can be. But yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I know both of us are fantastic at this game, at uh, at least from comparatively. And this is the game I was talking about that's not necessarily known as a hard game, mm -hmm. but I, I do think like when. When I hear people talk about like the time they get at the end of the game, that what we accomplished together when we played this game and just getting through in in less than a half an hour, I think that's that's quite an accomplishment. We can hold our head up high and say, yeah, we're we're pretty damn good at this. I think so. Yeah. This this was actually one of the other ones. I, I was was it the same time? Do you do you recall was was it the same event at Video Game Rescue? Or I don't I, I don't think it was, but it might have been where I just like sat down on a couch where they had like Turtles in Time set up on a Super Nintendo over there in their like little arcade area and just fired it up and just blitzed through the whole game. And I ended up garnering like this small crowd behind the couch watching me being like, oh my God, I can't believe he's just good through all this like that. He's, he's good and blah, blah. And I'm just sitting there and I'm just like, I, I, I don't get it. Like, I don't get what the admiration is for. Like this game is not like that hard. But I guess I guess to people who haven't played it, it, it can still be a bit of a challenge for sure, especially if you're playing it on hard mode. Yeah, I, I, I kind of feel the same way. I don't I don't think I was at that event, but what you're talking about, like, I feel the exact same way when it comes to this game. Maybe again, it's because this is a game we both played the crap out of when we were kids. But yeah, I I do not view Turtles in Time as a hard game at all. Like in the slightest, I I think it's one of those games that's just so easy to get through and such a relaxing time. Like I get relaxed playing that game. I yeah. do not get frustrated. So yeah, yeah, Turtles in Time. I I know I'm good at it. I know you're good at it. So I would be shocked if it wasn't on your list. <laughs> <laughs> Number one.
All right, so my number one, as I told, there's a theme. So I've had two beat-em-ups, and I'm going to close this out with a beat-em-up. I'm also going to close this out with my favorite game of all time, and that would kind of make sense, I guess. <laughs> uh, if this is my favorite game of all time, I better be good at it, especially if it's known for being difficult, and that is Streets of Rage 2. I Again, a common theme with all of these games that are on this list, and this is how I kind of made this list, is when other people say it's difficult and I don't understand what they're talking about. And Streets of Rage 2 is definitely one of those games. I can't tell you how many times over the past two, three years as more and more people have found this game and have played this game and discovered how great it is that they said that this game is a hard game. And I I cannot relate. I can get through this game in one credit without any issue. I can play this game on hard and beat it uh, all the way through uh, without uh, getting a game over. And uh, maybe not the very, very hardest difficulty, but this is this is just a game. And yeah, there's a lot of spamming of the, of the, the double tap punch. And I'm sure that a lot of people who play Streets of Rage kind of do the same thing. I mean, Streets of Rage 2, but um, yeah, this is, this is a game that just comes very naturally to me as it should. And I, I can't imagine me not putting like my favorite game of all time. If it was considered to be hard by many as my number one here, it's, it's just kind of the sensical decision for me. So streets of rage two. Yeah. I think I'm, I think I'm good at it. I, 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 I'm actually quite confident in the fact that I'm good at this. I'm not like a pro. I'm not a master or anything like that. I'm not going to set any world records as we have mentioned earlier, but uh, this is a game I can definitely hear your your casual talk <laughs> about and know that I'm better than them. So and and you know it. Yeah, bitch. No, <laughs> it's just a game that I, I know I'm, I'm really good at. That's, you know, part of the reason I love it. So there you go. Streets of Rage 2, my number one. Yeah. All right. Well, I mean, my number one is also not surprising in the least. And that is Contra 3, The Alien Wars. For Super ah. Nintendo, known widely as a difficult game by, I think, most people. And I disagree entirely. <laughs> um, in so far as, like, I don't think it's difficult because I played the absolute living bejesus out of it back in the day. And so right. I know it back to front. I understand that it's a difficult game. Uh, you know, like, objectively, it is. Contra games generally are. But uh, it's not to me. Like, I, I'm i a little rusty now, I will say that. Having gone back and played it, you know, uh, in within the past, you know, year or so, uh, it took me a few tries to get through really, like, the last two levels of the game. But even in just saying that, like, most people don't even get that far. It seems to be just, like, anecdotally... I've, I've heard that a lot of people tend to start dropping off, like right around the, the hover bike level. Like that's where people just kind of throw in the towel and they're just like, nope, fuck it. Uh, but you know what? I've memorized basically every pattern in that game. So none of it is a surprise to me. And I know everything that needs to be done to get through it. And it's gotten to the point where with the exception of once again, that second mode seven level, uh, other than that, it is kind of like a Zen experience for me now, much like Turtles in Time, where I can just plop down and just enjoy it, not have to think too much. I know exactly what I need to do at every point in every level. And uh, it's it's a fairly succinct experience, too, because if you are good at it, you'll get through it and 
yeah, probably about half hour or so. Uh, so yeah, that, that's my number one. That's Contra three. It's a damn good game. And, uh, as Chris said earlier, I, I, we talked about this offline before we recorded this flight that, uh, there, there was going to be some, some crossover from our previous flight, uh, which is probably not a shocker given that, you know, the super Nintendo was kind of my console. So it's not at all surprising that, uh, my top two games are in fact SNES titles. So not shocking. Yeah. No. Yeah. But, uh, but there you have it. Yeah, there it is. There's our uh, top games that we are good at. Thanks, Dave Jackson, for the recommendation. And thank you, patrons, for voting for it. We got to humble brag our entire way through this episode, <laughs> feeling good about ourselves. But uh, I'm sure we're going to have plenty of opportunities to humiliate ourselves in the future. Don't worry. That's what our stream nights are for. But before I talk about that, Shane, hmm. how about you start to do our shtick where we carry ourselves out? Yeah, let's uh, let's pick up and start moseying on out. And as we do, uh, we might uh, throw throw a little bit out your way and say, hey, you know what? If If you're enjoying this, if you liked this episode... Um, you know, go check out the other ones. We've, we've got a bunch, hundreds. In fact, there's, there's a whole, a whole slew of content just awaiting your ear holes. So if you have not had a chance to go back and listen to, uh, all that delicious content that we've got for you, then you can find that as well as, uh, you know, our merch store and our Patreon, which has a whole other, uh, buttload of material just awaiting you. Uh, you can find all those things over at Linktree. So go to Linktree slash Retro Hangover. That's L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash Retro Hangover. And uh, check out all the goods. And uh, speak, speaking of goods, as we are want to do, there it, there is. it is. There it is. I got it in for once in who knows how long. Uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll talk a little bit about what we do over on twitch.tv. So Chris, what can people expect uh, on their Sunday evenings? So if you head over to twitch.tv slash retro hangover at 9 p.m. Eastern time on Sunday, you can make me eat all the words that I said in this episode today because I will play games horribly for you. Just so you know, I'm not like king shit at video games. This is what our twitch.tv slash retro hangover 9 p.m. Eastern on Sundays is all about. Because you can see me suck really bad at video games. Or you see Shane get scared by video games. It really depends on what we're doing that night. But head on over there. Subscribe. Great conversations. Hanging out with people. And by the way, we're not like an affiliate or a partner or anything. So you're not going to see any ads. You just can come on in and hang out and see what's going on. Mostly because we're too lazy to set that up, if we're being honest. Yeah. But... You're not going to get any ads or anything like that. So just come on by twitch.tv slash retro hangover and subscribe and we will see you when we are there. All right. Well, with all of that being said, until next time, play with your not so hard, is it joysticks? <laughs>